This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. To be a she or to not to be a she? That is the daily question. The daily harvest. Oh, so are you the bard? What did you call me? Honey, I'm just trying to get into the Shakespeare of it all. We are suffering the tit slings and arrows of outrageous fortune this episode. Yeah, this one's a doozy. Uh, this episode has the challenge that RuPaul calls the worst car wreck in seven seasons of Drag Race. Not counting under the big top from Canada's Drag Race. Um, plus, a runway challenge, one might say, is inspired by Willem on season four. Yeah, one person, the asshole who wrote this run, this attention, <laughs> this uh, outline. Da, 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 da. Attention all hunting men, the cheerleader tryouts are today. I'm the cheerleading coach, ladies. Forever. Welcome back to Race, Race Chaser, Chaser Classic, Classic, a podcast dedicated to the discussion, dissection, and dissemination of every single episode of RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, starting from the very beginning. This uh, is the beginning. My name's Alaska. What is yours? Hi, I'm Willem. Uh, um, you know, I gotta say, Willem, in three years of doing this podcast, I have never seen a car crash like this. <laughs> not good. Not good, ladies. We're on that episode. Honey, and I know it was a lot of buffoonery because they all look alike and they all the same height. They all weigh two pounds. Fame, Trixie, Pearl. Then there's that old tired-ass long horse face, Violet. <laughs> the four just want to wear my nerves out. They don't know the fuck about performing. <laughs> all they want to do is just talk and walk their asses in high heels, and that's not drag. With their skinny ass, pole ass, straight up and down pole bodies. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, and, and, this, and this, what, <laughs> what's that color one? Violet. Oh, yeah. Her musty old ass. That <gasps> quote. These Jasmine Masters quotes are everything this episode. Her musty old drag. This tacky episode drag. Keeps, Calls her tacky. Honey, it keeps giving. It, oh, it's great. This is the reason why we're on season seven, because I don't think there's enough drag race to focus on right now in the world. So we're throwing season seven into the mix. Baby, I'm all caught up. I heard they filmed the the British one in uh, four days, four and a half days. (laughs) And everybody took two hour lunches. Bussy was pissed with you. Oh, was she? (laughs) Willem backtrack. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, backtracking for last week was the episode we rec- we re- she capped was the Glamazonian airway ones. The girls had to do Jet Set Eleganza. Of the sky. Uh, Team Trixie and Team Ginger faced off in the lip sync performance of the drag airline safety video. Uh, Ginger won. Katya and Sasha ended up bottoming together, and they had to lip sync in front of ONJ. And Sasha did. Um, not crack the code. She was not Turig. She was sent to the she, gig. She didn't crack the code this time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does leave a mirror message um, that says, love you, mean it. And mean was underlined. <laughs> and then she said, ginge for the win. I mean, I want to ask her about this. The episode, this episode oh, is full of gold and gems and gemstones and mm-hmm. fi- fine, fine 
fine feathers. Like this um, Bon Mott from Kennedy Davenport. She says, after talking about the mirror message in the interview chair, she says, opinions are like assholes. Everybody have one, but it don't count because she's gone. (laughs) Next. It's just... This Cecil is a powder keg of like... The established pageant, the bitter old lady brigade, as Ginger calls it, versus these new Instagram savvy, you know, model ready, you know, girls who who are, you know, models on social media. So it's like this great dynamic that is really brewing. We start out with Jasmine's diatribe, which Willem did a dramatic reading of. Thank you. Um, yes, I appreciate very much. Um, the next day the girls are around the table doing the whole, oh, my feet hurt. Well, bitch, if my feet hurt. And then, and one girl says she has corns from wearing the heels for so long on the runway and open wounds. And Jasmine says, you got to pop those corns so the children can eat. Yes. Pop the corns, feed the children. And you don't want to pop the corns actually because a blister is God's bandaid. See, thank you for that. You don't want to. Also, toenail update. Toenail <laughs> update. How's the toenail doing? Um, she sh- she's having a hard day. She could barely get out of bed. She's broken but beautiful. She's the kind of toenail that if you put on if you put on pantyhose and you don't hold it out, you you need to put on a new pair because you ran them. <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll oh. bite. The snaggle. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, we get a video message. <laughs> From RuPaul, uh, which which reads, uh, to she or not to she, that is the question. Whether it is nobler to be America's next drag superstar or just some thirsty ass hoe. Now all the world's a stage, but watch your back, Hanny, because everybody's a critic. Blame it on the edit. Um, Ru Blame comes it in. On the- she want to blame it on the... On the- uh, Rue comes into the workroom on a little rascal scooter because it's an old lady challenge. She says the queens need to release their inner golden girl. They have 15 minutes to get into old lady drag. Some fun. look better than they did on the runways. Old lady is the fun category. I would... Could we do this for a bonus content? Mm-hmm. Put this in the file because old, old drag is very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the girls do a great job. RuPaul's driving my baby JJ uh, scooter. Um, I lent her the keys uh, for this. Who's baby JJ? Um, when I did that baby Jane sketch, I was on a, a rascal scooter. Oh, a legacy scooter. How wonderful. Yeah, it's probably the same scooter, honestly, that RuPaul is using for this. Um, I have I have a favor for this one, Katya. Her 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 uh basic <laughs> Twin Peaks log lady look kind of thing. Early that she looks great in old lady dragon. Just how she shimmies there like a like a sixty year old Copacabana whore. Yes, and she really played with hairline placement mm-hmm. because she yeah. scooted that wig way back, which way back. just gave it a really just really specific, really intense. Shelly, not look. so long. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shelly log in the tooth. Jasmine had a loaf of bread, and RuPaul just stopped and said, where did you get a loaf of bread? <laughs> and it's been revealed since that Jasmine got it from craft service. So, oh! Uh, yeah, that's, that's how you get bread. This was, I mean, rumor has it, and That Bussie, was the vegetarian option for the day. R- right. <laughs> Bussy, please fact check us on this, but I think that was all they were given to eat the whole season, was that loaf of bread, um, which is where it came from. Um, Maybe they could dip it in a river. That's a fact. Uh, that's not gossip. That's just the truth. Um, Pearl looks like Elaine Stritch. I'm still here. Ja- uh, Max looks the same. This is his drag. <laughs> that was like her workroom entrance look. Basically, like um, Guardian at Oz, Emerald City, very that. Um, do you have, do you ever do age play? Oh well, um, well, um, you know. I- I've well, I love the Golden Girls. So, like, I've done a show where I turn into all four Golden Girls, and it is really, really fucking fun. the The wigs are super easy because you just pop it on. It's a short little, short little boot scoot. Not the a yard, Sophia are covered. Pop it on. What? Not a yard, Sophia. Pop it on. Um, a scootle. Yeah, um, scootle. Pop it on. 
Got Scoodle it. Papadon. Ooh, that sounds delicious. I'm going to order Indian food for lunch. Hello. Um, so the, the winners mm-hmm. of this mini challenge are Max and Kennedy, perplexingly. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Kennedy did great. Kennedy's movements were really specific and really nuanced. Max, I thought, I mean, it like you said, it was like, okay, well, we, I mean, I felt like we saw this look already. Yeah, we definitely did. Which is the only reason I wasn't like, I wasn't completely blown away. But, you know, I mean, many challenges, do they, do they even win a prize? Sometimes they, sometimes you get um, your, your story set up by making someone a winner in the mini challenge. Like right. our first, our episode, Jiggly won the photo challenge and she shouldn't have. We all, everybody had better photos oh. than her. She oh. was like maybe 10th out of 13th. She had a good photo, but like so many other people's were better. And they did that because they knew she was going to be in the bottom or something. I swear they knew. Mm. Because the way we all looked at each other when that photo came up, they're like, what? She going to be team captain or something? <laughs> like it's many right. challenges a ploy usually, a Myrna ploy. Um, <laughs> but and these my- girls win such great prizes, like such as gifts posted at logotv.com. <laughs> like that's the prize. Woohoo. Thank you so much. Hashtag logo. Hashtag logotv.com. Oh um, and Manila so, always says it best. She's like, don't win the mini challenge because it's always a setup. You will be the team captain. You will be up for elimination if shit goes awry or askew. So we'll see how that works out. Manila can fuck herself because I won a mini challenge and then I won the main both times. Oh, so she's Miss Mini in a main. Miss Double Mini in a main, honey. Double Mini, Double Main. Alley Main. <laughs> Rutherford, Maine. Jackson, uh, Maine. <laughs> for this week's mini maxi Wish challenge. I could. Could <laughs> I say goodbye? Uh, this week's maxi challenge is Shakespeare. It's. Are you trying to take us a break already, Dipper? I, I thought you know on the singing we could go to a break. Oh, she said less of that. I would have said what I wanted to. Maybe even crying for you. Don't want to feel attacked. <laughs> Are we taking a break that seriously? Already? Honey, we just got through the mini. We haven't even spoken of Maine. <laughs> Fine. Let's hey, take you might a break. Need to, you might need to edit that part out. I don't remember if I won double mini in a Maine. That might be a lie. And I have been lying a lot. They, the River Medway tweeted something. She's like, um, uh, something about the 10 day thing she's like these people coming up with 10 days like where do they get that I'm like <laughs> so it's not true i don't know <laughs> told me and <laughs> told me such a queen who are not there <laughs> yeah but one's british could we get somebody <laughs> who was on the on the set to tell us how many days was the shooting schedule okay well are we back on break we- why don't we take a break and then we'll Nancy Drew it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. Drag. 
This episode is brought to you by, who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep! The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. I've read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if, uh, lots. Of, I love a helix party, uh, and we are the helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. So that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. This is their best offer yet, and it's not gonna last long. It's so good, I'm gonna say it again. That's HelixSleep.com/slash/drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Um. So for this week's Maxer Challenge, <laughs> hi. Welcome back. Hello. This week's Maxi Challenge is Shakespeare. And if you don't know, Shakespeare invented the term drag, supposedly means dress resembling a girl when uh, actors Mm. couldn't be women. Um, And that kind of inspired this challenge. It's Romeo and Juliet and Macbitch, which are two drag versions of Shakespeare stuff, kind of. I mean, call me young, call me illiterate. I've never heard it. What is the what is McBitch based on? I mean, I've never seen Macbeth or watched any of the movies. It's been made like six or seven times, I feel like. But I know what it is. And I mean What about Macbeth Ditto? Because <laughs> that's hot goss. That's the gossip. That's hot goss. Uh that's the hot guys. Um, uh, the the t- uh, kids don't know how to write cursive these days. Not everybody knows Shakespeare. We get it. Pearl's not stupid, but like this show chooses to put like fuddy duddy music behind her and makes it seem like oh these kids. It's this show this this season is definitely drawing a generational gap. But in drag. for sure, it's one yeah. of the fuels of all of the conflict and the drama, which is great for a season. Not mad, yeah. Um, Team Max uh, consists of Ginger, Trixie, Mrs. Kasha Davis, Jaden Dior, Fierce, Miss Fame. And Team uh, Kennedy mm-hmm. is Jasmine, Katya, Pearl, Candy, and Violet. And Violet yeah. says she doesn't know why she was picked last. But in Untucked, this episode, all the girls are talking and they kind of make it seem like Violet's got this mouth and people don't want to work with her. And yeah. it's basically said, like, you you got to, like, want to be on the team type of thing, which is weird because this episode, Violet tried to get her team to rehearse and they wouldn't. So, well, you know, yeah, we'll get to that, though. Wait, you just wait. Yeah. And Um, I think, I mean, Violet was really young at the time. Not that that's an excuse, but sometimes, and she was very confident. And I think she was very guarded going into the season and probably was giving the girls nooch and was like, I'm not here to like be with everybody. This is not RuPaul's best friend race. She was there to win and to be fierce, which she's doing. And I think the other girls were like, not see, not seeing that. They well, see Jasmine's that. just mad that Violet won't put on some panties. She said, panties, bitch. Panties, bitch. She's like, oh, I'm not trying to look at your Barbie doll crotch. She's just mad that Violet's changing in front of people. Like, <laughs> some, of, so, some, of, some of the things are past generational critiques. They're reaches. Calling Violet right. tacky. She's not tacky. She's never been tacky. No. You may not like what she's wearing, but her outfits are not tacky. Right. No, 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 no. Cunt, yes. But tacky, never. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
the Kennedy's assigning the roles and she says, you know, what? I'm going to play everyone against type. Uh, and so, she says that too, which is crazy. Well, but I think it, I think that she was originally strategizing. Like I'm, I'm not going to just do the obvious thing, which we've learned in subsequent seasons. Just do the obvious thing. If you, you know, if you're the trade of the season and then there's a, you know, there's a, a role called Trady Macbeth, you just do it because it, that's how they wrote it. They wrote it for you. But she was like, no, 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 no. We're going to have Jasmine be Lady McBitch. Um, and then we're going to have Violet be the quote unquote ghetto role. Um, uh, Laquisha Kiana. Right. Which. I don't, I mean, I think the, the Lady McBitch role was perfect for Violet. It was like, she's cunty, she's mean to everybody. Not according and to like, the judges. What? Not according to the judges. The judges did not think that about her. They read her. They're like, you're not a bitch. You don't know how to be a bitch. Mel B was a bitch to her. And then Violet right. called her severe. She said, she's severe. She, she you know, that very... hair was pushed back. That hair was pushed back. <laughs> severe. She looked like, very cunt. Uh-huh. Um, now is not the time to stretch in this challenge, you know? And well. when when Max is wrangling her teams to get their attention, he says, when my arms go up, you need to be quiet. It's like, <laughs> girl. Like, Ginger and Trixie just went, they, they had a collective gulp where they're like, did she just tell us what to do like that? Like, there's a moment where you're like, where you decide, let's just act like she didn't do that and not drag <laughs> this bitch for it. Because who says that? Kindergarten cop. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, So there's a kind of a read through uh, when Kennedy has Jasmine and Violet then suddenly switch roles and then abruptly we're done rehearsing. That's all. You two switch roles. I'll see you on set. And there's no walkthrough with Rue, which if you watch Drag Race Britain, which I do, Drug 3, you'll know that like she blamed herself this past week when she didn't do a walkthrough mm-hmm. for the adverts. Right. So like, this is might be a case of blaming yourself Rue, because if you would have walked through and seen that this was above the pay grade of some of these girls, well, not, ev- not everybody to, does skits and scats. They had to film drag race UK in four hours total on um, the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, Underground. <laughs> Under, as, right. as above it, is drag below. It was an underground facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even think it was in the UK. Uh, they um, weren't allowed to use any products with ethanol. Right. No sprays, yeah. no powders, only creams. Right. Uh, this is all This is all fact, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so the divas go on set, and they're directed by RuPaul and Michelle Visage. This is an actual stage and set. Can we give a shout out to everybody's looks, though, in this skit? Yeah, because- I think... The, yes, let's shout them out. Because they looked really good for the, I, like pretty much all around. This must have been one of those cases where it's like, okay, girls, prepare an Elizabethan Shakespearean look. And you think it's going to be for a runway, runway, and then you show up and it's for some, you know, hokey jokey sketch. Boo boo mini challenge. That you yeah. barely get to see the garments. The, our season, every all these girls had Victoria's Secret like lingerie type of angels wings because our prompt was underwear. This is a case of that, you know. Yeah, but it works. I think for, it must have been that. And Ginger's reveal is great. It's like a spinoff skirt. She looks great. Um, who are your favorites for this? Because watching them, the first team Max. I mean, they're obviously they feel like pros. And Ginger and yeah. Max are just like tackling it. Like, doesn't seem like they need more than one take even. Right. I want to give a shout out to Candy Ho, um, whose garment was really like exquisite. And she kind of had like a small role and she accessorized with the nerdy glasses to give the character, you know, nuance. I loved her look. I thought I thought um, Violet looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, who Katya had, had a great re- necklace on work? Miss Fame. Oh, and she was good too. Once she figured out how to say Capulet, that gown. Mm-hmm. This deserved its own runway. Now, would you call that burgundy? Ah, uh, it's aubergine. It's oh. ox blood. Ox blood. That's ox blood for sure. Yeah. yeah. Jaden has a full-on meltdown, but she brings it back in and she figures it out and delivers. 
she's mom or the chin starts to shake and then the girls come around and they're like no you're fierce you're a badass and then you know she pulls it out the other team i thought it was very sweet the the Ma- max talked her too. through that moment team, very team leader that and was got- a really sweet moment yeah um mac bitch which is team kennedy didn't stand a chance from the top because they didn't run it enough obviously <laughs> They were like, just go do your faces and learn your lines. But not knowing your cue lines is one of those things that can happen. And that and it, def- definitely yeah. did. It, I, I mean, I wish we could have blamed it on the edit. Like, because with editing, maybe you could have chopped this into something that resembled a scene. In in the final cut that the girls are watched on the runway of Shakespeare for Team Kennedy, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a spot where they have Jasmine come in at least two seconds late, but they show her just standing there. They could have edited that down and they didn't. They chose to make her even more look like a fool. You know, like the edit was never in their favor. So. Well, watch out, sisters. I'm the real prima donna. Head cheerleader is going to be me, Lakeisha Kiana. This was, have you ever seen Girls Will Be Girls? Yes. There's this scene where she's having a hard time saying the word astrophysicist and she like can't pronounce it on the set over and over. Astrophysicist. Oh, fuck. Astrophysicist. And so in the scene, she's like giving this long dramatic monologue. And then she's like, and just because I have spent years studying to be it, then it cuts astrophysicist and then cuts back to the dramatic scene. This is how they, they, they got one take of Jasmine saying this line. All the way through. They got and what they got. Right. They got Can't what they got. Can't use what you don't give them. Right. Exactly. Watch but out, girls. She's RuPaul says down. before the girls leave, she says, Kennedy, you didn't rehearse your team? There was that moment. And then there was the, in the seven seasons of doing RuPaul's Drag Race, I have never seen a car crash like this before. Astrophysicist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jack Botnick. Um, the, <laughs> the mirror chats the next day are... More of the same. It's bitter old lady brigade. Kennedy, Jasmine, Kasha, and Ginger going mm. in on the younger queens. They said, "Oh, they there they go talking aesthetic again. You don't even know who you are yet." Right, and the, you know, the, as a you know, I mean, I'm on the I'm I'm old. I'm I, I'm I'm an older person now. I've been doing drag a very long time, and sometimes you're also you a local to... girl. I saw you. Yeah, I love it. And I think it, I think in general, I think there just needs to be like a respect among people who are older and younger because like, like I, I like to, I like to remember my past as I was always like in awe of queens who were older and who had been around a long time. I was never like, oh no, bitch, I'm the shit and you're old and tired. No, I was like, oh, like. Queens who've done it are sickening. Sometimes, yeah. And now that I'm older, I I think I I look at like young queens and like how stunning and sickening at such early ages that they're doing the shit they're doing, and like I'm I'm very impressed, and I think it's amazing. Well, uh, yes, sometimes I agree. Um, You know what's interesting about actual age, though, is that. Fame and Katya and Ginger are all the same age. And yeah, Ginger's Vi- younger than me. Yeah. And only Violet was like 21 and Trixie mm-hmm. was a few years older than her, but they were classified as like the young queens. Right. Yeah. Well, I get why Ginger takes drag seriously because she, um, you know, she makes a living off of it. A, she, you want to take your living seriously usually. And yeah. she says it really affects people's lives because she had a drag show <clears throat> where this lady came and it was like a bucket list thing. She wanted to see a drag queen. She'd just been diagnosed with stage four cancer and mm-hmm. she went back every week and then eventually she didn't come back and the girls got got wind that she was sick and they did one last drag show in the lady's hospice. And like, yeah. you know, drag can affect people for good. It's affected our lives for good. Some of you listening, you like us. So like, that's good. Um, but I get why the bitter old lady brigade does want the would want to instill a little bit of like you know history and like pride in our profession in yeah. like these young girls because as Jasmine says, some of them just want to talk and wear high heels and walk. <laughs> I you know I I can't walk in high heels. Mm-mm. Um, 
J- Jaden is, you know, she's preparing for the worst. She said, but she says, I'm not going home. No ma'am, no ham, no Pam, no cauliflower, no cornbread, no green beans. She's not going. She's, she's staying. Not. She's staying. And you and you and you. And you. Uh in the main stage, can we talk about RuPaul's hair? It's so good. Can we talk about the whole thing? The whole thing is great. The whole thing uh, is wonderful. You know what? Capcom, I need you to I need you to unlock this Mortal Kombat villain character because so this is so sickening. And RuPaul was not doing pants a lot at this time Mm-mm. in history. Early days. It was, right. It was a very it was a rarity and I'm obsessed with everything. It's like a it's like a lime green cat suit with like a drapey black um long sleeve Thing. And tell us about the hair. The hair is wider than her head and updo mm. ponytail, uh, stacked triple, everything with braiding hair wrapped around the base just to like, and the ends of the hair still move when she shakes her head, the ponytail. It's perfect ponytail tea. Let me tell you that, girls. And she's painted. She got these cutouts. RuPaul looks amazing this week. She looks fabulous. Deep salute for mm. sure. Yank. Yank arena. Um, the judges are there too. We have Kat Jennings. We have yes. uh, Michelle and Carson and mm-hmm. Scary Spice looking. Yes. Worked. What do you mean? You think she's. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She looks great. She looks great. But this is not the Scary Spice we all grew up with. She was looking very severe to me. <laughs> I she think was that's very what Violet, severe. With Violet me. was definitely intoning that for sure. She was. Um, We're going to take a break and talk about the girls' runway and beards when they come back. Ooh, okay. I'm the beard girl. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You ready to bring it to the runway? Well, uh, yes, we're ready to bring it to the runway. Now, when they did a runway inspired by you, were you were you thrilled? Were you surprised? Did you even know what to expect? Was it what you expected? Was it something different than what you expected? Um, well, Chad, the 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 beard thing I think is great. Like. They did that challenge where they had to dress up like dogs and then you were on next season. So, I mean, there's parallels all over this program. But for the beard... Cinematic parallel. For the beard, one person my season said something to me about it once and they were right. But, like, this challenge wasn't inspired by me. This was, I feel like, a slap in the face to Milk. More more so, because she liked to do sure. a lot of facial hair. It I was inspired like by her, for sure. Yeah. It was in, because she, you know, very memorably wore a beard unprompted and she and she didn't get sent home. That was a big deal for Drag Race. Mother likes to see what the girls are doing and then like do a little bit of it. Yeah. So yeah. this runway prompt is bearded but beautiful. The bearded beauties. So um, let's take a look. Max is... Shockingly, in white hair. Whatever, that's branding. I like it. And I like this curly Q mustache and very thin beard. Yeah, it looks great. And it looks like an American Apparel disco short. It's very like Die Another Day, Madonna, Salvador Gallo. I was going to say that. Yeah, very that. Because she has a fencing uh, speed. What do they call it? Foil? A stick? I don't know. Sword? 
What is it called? I don't know. The fencing sword is called. They a do call sword. it a foil, but I feel like she has a riding crop and a fencing mask. Oh no, it is a foil. She looks great. She has great taste, and she looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Ginger comes down, looking like bearded lady, very beautiful <laughs> at the carnival. I have no notes. She looks great. Wait a second. Max has an exposed corset, and then Ginger also has an exposed corset. Is this a trend alert? Different time. I like it, though. Yeah, the girls do it. Um, Ginger, uh, the the beard. Now, Dipper, you're a beard expert. Mm -hmm. Um, You live in the world of beards. What do you think about this beard? It looks like a goatee, and then she added the little side pieces. But I like that this is the trend because the girls were like, "I'm not doing a mustache." You can't oh, I cover like the mustache face. girls. I'm I just... thought the mustache girls were all very successful. Me too. Yeah. Violet, you see, they went fame. for it. They were like, "I'm not covering my face. I'll just put some down here." Yeah, this. Well, it because... does look like there's some ventilation work right at the goatee a little bit. It's not just a slap on. Trixie's no, is full it's beard well applied. I'm, I'm still stuck on Ginger's beard. I'm sorry. It's well applied. However, it's going unintentionally like Amish almost, mm-hmm. which I don't think that was her intention because she could have leaned into it more because it is just the beard without the mustache portion of the beard. So it, 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 what's wrong reads, with Amish? There's nothing wrong with it, but if she would have nodded to it in some other way in her look, then it would have been like, oh, that makes sense. Honey, butter churners are kept in business because of Ginger. She's nodding right now. You just can't see it because you can't see her neck because of the beard. <laughs> she Tr- looks gorgeous. The Amish love Ginger. Trixie, I love how she looks. She looks beautiful. The girls in Untucked say she looks beautiful. This is the first time yeah. we've seen natural tones on her. Yeah. This is cool. She goes very biblical. She has long flowing brown hair that goes into this long flowing brown beard. It's mm-hmm. kind of Jesus-y. It's kind of like the apostles. Icarus, like, gorgeous goddess, Grecian, something. Gold. She looks awesome. And I think she's deemed safe, so they don't even get a chance to like really praise this. But it was a very successful look. What did you think of Kasha Davis? She did a black and white Cruella DeVille and then like this gown with a reveal. I would have liked it if her beard had white hair in it too, like her face. (gasps) Oh, that would have been nice. That would have set it off for me because now it just looks severe and it doesn't give me anything fun or like scourge, but like, you know. Again, beard with no mustache. Do you... I think Dipper, you're right. I think they were like, I ain't, co- I ain't covering up my real estate. My face has, my face can has moved mountains. This is Amish, though. Yeah, Mama, this is Amish. <laughs> I fucked this guy. This oh! is Humdinger Rumspringer. on Rumspringer. Uh-huh. Rumspringer. Um, uh, same. <laughs> Jaden Dior fierce looks fierce. She's given like Mr. T. Um, yeah. Red updo uh, cockatiel do. moment. Kind of prints. Um, like the hair is a little like poofy pompadour kind of moment. Yeah, not mad at all about it. Looks great. She looks good. She's good at drag. She mm-hmm. does head to toe like D-R-A-G. Every detail is thought of. She's got the studs on the shoulders, the hundreds of gold chains. She looks really cool. Miss Fame. Honey, she's giving the devil's little daughter. She's got this like take on the Harlequin character, who I guess is like some literary thing. I don't know. Honey, I love this. And it like secretly ties into Elizabethan Shakespearean because she's going for like Harlequin interpretation. I love it. A little devil, you know, pointy little mustache with her red beard. She looks sick. And I bet the lace on that beard is untouchable. Next is Kennedy. Um. Uh, okay, gown a hundred. Not ac- not according to Mel B. Mel B Ga- hated this gown. She said least favorite. Why did she hate the gown? She said the that's my least swaps. favorite one up there. And Kennedy just goes, oh, <laughs> like because that that in no oh. way is constructive. You know, like find a positive and then give me the negative. Like, oh, I love your. I hate your gown. <laughs> it's a black um, sequenced gown. Beautiful No, baby, fit. baby, baby, baby. That's beading, too. Okay. There's gotta be some beads, too. Okay. She said that out. And then there's 
there's like a pink, like a, a dark magenta zebra print down the sides and in the glove. And she has a hundred foxtails on her arm. This is gorgeous drag. She has short, short little deep wave hair. And the beard, uh, it's it's curly, and she is giving us mustache and it, a little, you know, fascinator. It looks like a beard that someone who just started growing facial hair would have if they've never shaved their facial hair for like four months. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's uh like a bunch of like a hundred wisps splashed were in the pocket of a jeans as it went through the jar, <laughs> and then you just put it on in sections. The beer for me was not my favorite. I do like that she went high glamour, just every other detail, and then put a beard on it. There's something yeah. inherently like unexpected and funny about that. Like the, it has a little wink of humor to it, which I really like. I, I'm not saying it's a bad beard. I thought it was good. <laughs> it's almost like the most realistic. It's kind yeah, of patchy, exactly. pubey. <laughs> right, yeah. She didn't go to the barbershop. She didn't get a lineup. <laughs> Katya... Uh, comes out as Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Looking beautiful. And she tells them and she shows them she's beautiful. I love this. This is this is so smart to take of it's sort of like what Trixie did. She was like, Who's who's a really famous bearded person? Oh Jesus. Uh who's a famous bearded person? Abraham Lincoln. What would you have done for beard? Um, probably Jesus. Because, I mean, when you think of, like Peaches Christ says, like, if you're going to come up with a drag name that's a parody of a famous person, why not pick, like, the most famous person in the history of the planet, which is Jesus Christ? You know, I don't understand a lot of the the Jesus Christ stuff and why people think he was such an icon. Like, they said he died for our sins, but, like, he came back three days later. Like, how? what was all this dying that he did, honey? (laughs) She didn't commit. She didn't commit. I'm, I'm serious. She the Bible really wants us to like be all for her, but like she came right back. Where was she? She came right back. She was in the cave. She took a long weekend, honey. Honey, she did. She was spelunking with us. She was. In your she cave. was. Yeah, she's trying to get this... up in our gig in the cave. <laughs> but we rolled the rock. We said, "Get out, bitch! You get back up." We're this our where we podcast in our cave. Honey. Yeah. The, this Katya look though is funny and also just. Perfectly executed. The Gorge. beard is like ventilated gorgeously. She looks flawless. Mug, correct. Flawless Jasmine masters to the floor next. She has a reveal. <laughs> and the butterfly is out of the cocoon. The gown is good. She was The m- gown is right. The gown she-, she said was going to save her from um, going home. Yes. It was that kind of gown. But she had missed her nephew anyway, she said. So she was ready to go. She was already packed. Honey, like- by the time she did this runway, she was packed. Yeah. And let me tell you, at EOY, the year I competed with her, she was the first one out the door. She was at valet before my bar tab was even paid. She was gone. Now, are we going to talk about Jasmine's beard? Yeah, it's it's uh, black makeup on her face. Yeah. It, it. She went a different route. It's more like Homer Simpson's... Homer Simpson's, like, you know, sort of five o'clock shadow kind of vibe. Um, See, this, yeah, it just doesn't, it feels like a afterthought, kind of. Like, all the girls put effort right. and concept into their beards, and Jasmine's doesn't have really any, any finesse to it. I'm not trying to rag her for her decision, but, like, you know, some guys do have short beards that look like that. But this is Drag Race. If the category is beard, give them a beard of some sort. Do something noteworthy. Use every mimic. People are going to stare. Make it worth their willem. I mean, their while. Do Otherwise, something. she looks fucking amazing. Like, the hair is really gorgeous. The gown really is sickening. And yeah. head to toe, she looks great. But the beard, she didn't want to glue shit to her face. Because what had her face for 36 years. And she says that, what if I have a reaction, then you're rushing me to the hospital? Honey, yeah. no, they were picking glass out of Shangela's back with the tweezer. They didn't want nobody going to the hospital. Oh my they God. were saying, no, we can help. Just get Heather with her tweezer. Heather? Heather was that white devil Who bitch. Who the fuck is Heather? Heather was the one that called Latrice and LaShawn the something. We hated Heather. Season three and season four had Heather and we hated her. So it that's was who one- Heather is. That's who Heather was. We never liked Heather. We never liked Heather. We never liked Heather. The Heathers, yes. Heather, uh-uh. Next up is Perlina. Um, 
again, taste level through the roof. This is giving me like um the devil robot from Futurama, but very make bad. it drag. She's giving me like Shalom Harlow, bored devil. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. Uh, RuPaul is. She yells at her later, but the beard is a great concept. And she looks cool. Who doesn't want to look cool? Yeah, she made the red beard out of like sort of sparkly like paper product. And mm-hmm. it's really successfully done. And head to toe, she looks cool. She has some garter poking out of some hooker boots and then like a black ascot and a red leather jacket. Styling perfection. Very Faust, I think. I don't know. Who does Will Ferrell play in Zoolander? <laughs> Very that. Morgador? <laughs> Very that type of moment. She looks cool as fuck. Yeah. And I like her drowsy, you know, her drowsy bedroom eye walk. Her drowsy non-chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> Candy Ho elevates this. Um, This is one of the reasons it's hard to wear black because there's so much detail in this, but you can't really see it because it's black beard on black gown on black hair. Yes. Looks so great. It's like this Fu Manchu moment. Um, lots of ruffles and a well-fit garment and the hair is beautifully executed. It's like architectural, like a, a cube off the side of her head, off center. Yeah. Like this is a deep, dark side ponytail. And she has a long Fu Manchu beard, which is sickening, but like you can't really see it very well because she's wearing a black garment as well, which is a shame because it's one of the best beards out there. And I think there's like sequins or glitter in it. I don't know. I'm impressed with everything and I wish I could have seen the detail. Yeah. She looks fucking awesome. Yeah. A very... I feel like we're saving best for last and Violet's probably last because Violet is gorgeous in this Dior Sweet Mama. 16 corsage 1950s look. She she gives me young Matthew. Yes. It's total like Matthew goes to homecoming. You know, she was probably already yes. smoking at 15. It's very beautiful. <laughs> and it's um Kirby. That those paintings? The Kirby? That's art. <laughs> We're going to take a break. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, if you aren't listening to The Chop, you're only getting half the story. As you may know, The Chop with Latrice and Manila, they are discussing Canada, they're discussing the UK, they are doubling down and doubling up over there, and we appreciate them very much. Uh, And um, all things international drag race, head on over to The Chop and and give them a listen. My name is Latrice Royale. And I'm Manila Luzon. And this is your UK Minute. Ooh, girl, and a minute is pretty much all we had this last episode. 69 <laughs> seconds, girl. 69, 69 seconds, that's all you got, girl. <laughs> we had to have three fugly looks each from these queens in such a short amount of time. These bitches were scrambling to make themselves look hideous. Like, can yeah. you... <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I wasn't me, but I was here for it. Like, they really did 
live up to the name Drag Race because those bitches were scurrying. Mm-hmm. We love it. Mm-hmm. For more recaps of season three of Drag Race UK, check out The Chop every Thursday here on the Bomb Network. Now, I don't know if you know this, but on the cho- on the recent episode of The Chop, Latrice and Manila were talking about Drag Race UK. And because they're doing UK and Canada, but they were doing an episode about the UK and Latrice at the end was doing her like tops of the week. And she was like, my top thing of the week, three words, Brooklyn Heights. And and Manila was like, we're talking about Drag Race UK today. So it's very (laughs) confusing that I thought it was just me that I was like, wait, didn't they already do Snatch Game? It's very confusing having two different seasons happening at the same time. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not great because I love both seasons and I think they're fucking all doing a great job. But it is like, a, it's confusing to me sometimes. Some people say they like us doing um, classic or current seasons differently. Like they say we're not mean to the new girls. Or something because we're too yeah. worried about like being friends with them. Yeah. So we're, we're meaner to the old seasons because we've already said these things to the girls in person. So yeah, we and they know. Get, it's like, not like they don't know. Twitter fights. Yeah. That part. Um, the judges, they, <laughs> they might be trying to get in some fights because Kennedy tells, I think Violet's just unlikable this season. The same reason people don't want her on the teams. The judges are sensing like beautiful, but we don't like you. Right. Um, is, she also paints that way. She paints on angry eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that has something to do with that. The of, whole Romeo and Michelle, the, or the whole Romeo and Juliet cast is deemed safe. Um, Max is the winner um, and receives two couture latex outfits from Siren Latex. And I was like, that's perfect prizing because you know she's going to fucking use those. Very her. Very her. Um, um we go to commercial and the, the teaser is, you are all up for elimination, which is misleading. Yeah. I, feel I like blame it on the edit. <laughs> Half of them are like six out of 12. But, That's so but just because you you're on your lines, just because you're on the losing team does not mean you're up for elimination. That's not an accurate. That's like. Only oh, two people are up for elimination. Since when have we ever had... No, maybe she meant you're all bottoms and you're all... you all. That's could... what she meant, but that wording is very misleading. That's like, uh, there's going to be a five-way lip sync? Is that what... I don't... So you're saying, wow, her wording is misleading. It was exciting to watch on TV, that, and that's the point. Yeah. Um, A lot of the girls are coming with... Well, you know, I didn't want to do this. Or, oh, you know, I just, I knew my lines, but I didn't know them at the time. Uh, I thought Pearl was trying to play, like, the Spicoli type of, like, laid-back, like, coach. And I kind of got what she was doing. It was low energy, because that's what she chose. And But it was funny and cool. Yeah, I thought it was okay, too. But Michelle is just saying that she's sleepwalking through it, and she's lifeless. And, you know, she's not getting very much support from the judges. They want energy. The, when yeah. it, when in doubt, energy is always usually good on yeah. a reality show instead of droll because droll doesn't always read. Right. So we get a few iconic RuPaulisms during this, you know, during this judge's feedback. We we get, you've been sleepwalking, Pearl. Wake up, Pearl. Wake up. Uh, and we also get, I don't want to hear any goddamn excuses. Be prepared. Be prepared. Make it happen. Make it happen. Learn this full play in a couple hours and also get into drag with these people of varying skill levels. Make it happen. Having said that, let's move on. That that redirect that RuPaul says to get those girls out of the room is great. Pulling it back. But we don't mind that. We always, we're always hungry for the Tyra, you know, we were rooting for you. Yeah, we want it. We love it. We, I love when RuPaul is full Joan Crawford. This was the last dearest. season she was really real like this, I'm pretty sure, right? Everybody says that after this, she got a m- much more tight-lipped mm, and mm, let mm-hmm. uh, the left and the right minions do the bidding. Right, right, right. But um, what do you think of Violet mentioning that Kennedy was, as a team leader, less than her favorite because she didn't want to rehearse? 
Is it the truth? It was, but she yeah. it, it came unprompted. Do you, do you volunteer information about a girl like that? She didn't have to say that, but she was also like, if I'm, I mean, it was very possible she was going to end up in the bottom. And she, so she kind of did throw Kennedy under the bus. However, Kennedy was the team leader and did make the decision not to rehearse everybody. It's probably Kennedy's bus anyway, because she's in a bus driver wig. Oh my goodness, you know, just when it was looking like we weren't going to have a weekly segment with one of the season seven queens for this season of Classique. We thought it was going to be a tip spot, but actually she's an artist in resident this month. Let's bring to the stage. She is. Get ready for all the ginger minchvo, it's, or the ginger giblets, or the, (laughs) somebody give me something. She's neat, petite, and ready to eat. She is your glamour toad, your gummy bear. She is, we got her, gal. We got her, gal. She is the one and only Miss Ginger Minja. Oh, and the crowd goes mild. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bead. That goes from you, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I heard it. Yeah, well, it was when we were on that Christmas tour, the Christmas Queens, <laughs> who knows which one. Right. And every Hundreds time that video ago. would start, it would go, <laughs> roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Wait, was that the tour I was fired from or the tour I was fired from? Oh, my uh, Well, it wasn't the tour I was fired from or the tour I was fired from. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we share some similarities. Um, yeah. Girl, and we share a lot of similarities. The shirt. The the, the cats nice? in space shirt. Yeah, you wore it on season seven, and I was like, "Ooh, she likes fashion. <laughs> I like fashion." Nine dollars at Walmart in Reno. That's where I got it. Oh wow. Oh, see, mine was five eighty five at Walmart. Oh, uh, inflation. She'll find a deal. She will find a deal. She will. <laughs> she certainly will. Now we recent we recently talked about Shakespeare, which has gone down in Drag Race history as you know one of the biggest car crashes. Yeah. Um. Did you, what did you think being there? Did you read these scenes? Did you think they were going to be good? Were you like, did you smell that there was disaster in the air? Run it down for us. Well, I don't think that anybody goes into any drag race acting challenge going, okay, this is really going to change the world. Ah! <laughs> this is what's getting us the Emmy. And you know, of course, right? It might get us the Razzie if we're lucky. <laughs> um, I see it was so different for me because my team was okay. You know, it wasn't a great scene, but I thought we did pretty well with it. You know, Jaden had her breakdown. um, Yes. And that was unfortunate, but I think it was a great moment for her because that really, it really kind of broke her out of whatever wall she had put up around herself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And even though she didn't necessarily make it much farther in the competition, I think that it made the quality of her time there a lot better. So that was really the only thing that we had to deal with. We weren't in there when the other team filmed their scene. So they came back into the workroom and girl, we're sitting there just brushing our wigs out, cleaning our brushes, getting ready for the next day. And they come in and it's quiet. I mean, <laughs> quiet. And that's a, that's a group of talkers. You got Kennedy, you got Jasmine, you've got Violet. Right. You've got all of these people who always have an opinion on something. And none of them wanted to talk. And we were like, oh, was it that bad? And they went, no, it was great. I said, oh, was it that good? <laughs> and and all so we good. could get from them was like, no, it was fine. It was fine. And then in the van on the way back, Kennedy looks at me and she goes, bitch, that was awful. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Damn. I went, oh, oh, so there's the tea. And then we didn't know exactly how bad until we got onto the main stage and had to watch them. And I, it's been a very long time since I actually watched the episode, Uh but I remember in person, RuPaul went off for like half an hour. Oh my God. 
She was oh. calling every every bitch out by name. She was like, I mean, and she was very upset because they went in there not knowing anything, not having any clue of their lines of what right. they wanted to do or any of that. Never rehearsing. And, uh, never rehearsing. Yeah. And it just, um, it did not end well for them. Damn. Well, what about the outfits? Was the Shakespearean outfit... Uh, what did you think it was going to be a, a runway prompt? You had yeah. a reveal. Your reveal was yeah. great. Was that it your was reveal, thinking. or was that because it was written into the script, kind of? No, it, it was. I thought it was a runway, so I had the costume made for a runway. <laughs> you better and I was work. like, well, you know, I lived down the street from Roxy Andrews. I had to have a reveal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I had this all put together, and it was like one of the looks I was actually really excited to do. Uh, it was very theatrical. Yeah. So I was very excited to do it, and then we got there, and they are like, oh, just pull out your Shakespeare costumes because you're going to yeah. put on this little skit. For this you little know, skit. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Well, I, I had I paid for this. I paid for the tearaway skirt. How can we work this in? And uh, so we did, like, it was very different with us in our scene because Rue was laughing and having having a good time. And we were all saying, can we do this? Can we try this? And, of course, she was like, yeah, do whatever you want. That's your camera. Just look there. Right. You and Max were just so solid as leads, too. And to have you guys as anchors, it was just like, you know, y'all did your jobs. Well, like, you know, I am you're not new. like an anchor. Uh, <laughs> I can do nothing more than sync something really quickly. Um, well, the bottom two end up being Kennedy, who was a team leader, who won the mini challenge. Okay, I'm just saying. And Jasmine, who mm-hmm. are close friends. And Jasmine is has looked up to Kennedy Davenport for years. Jasmine, we learn in Untucked, was saying, I'm not going to lip sync if I have to go up against Kennedy. I'm going to stand there and not do anything. Give a little Charlie Hyde's pat the puss. Right, which never, which Bodes never well. ended up happening for whatever reason. But we get this lip sync song, which is a great Kylie Minogue song. I was going to cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily Jasmine doesn't just stand there and do nothing because she gives us this iconic jumping, like squat lunge jump in a gown. That's fucking. Have you ever tried this dance move? Uh, pussy drop. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I've tried it jokingly just to be like, oh, I'm going to do the Jasmine Masters. And I, it like, it's physically very, 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 like, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Bitch, I, I saw you in the power video. None of us could get it. And we weren't even in gowns. <laughs> and I was doing it once. Honey. She does it a hundred times. That was a couple takes on our part. Let me tell you that. <laughs> just because I've, I've been watching it and I've been going out to clubs on this UK tour. And every time. Little Mix comes on and the video comes on. I'm like, yay, it's my song in the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like that pussy drop, uh, it was uh, a time release pussy drop because everybody's on a different clock. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Someone Another give shout more out. The wig. <laughs> right. Another shout out during this lip sync, which I don't know if I just never noticed it, but the back wall has like graphics and like visuals on it. I don't really? know if it's like projections or LED, but it looks really cool. Oh. It it was an unfortunate uh this could have been a great moment for like a low key lip sync song because they were both in gowns. Uh I mean it was like let's give an upbeat dance song to two amazing performers who are in literally tight constricting ass gowns. But the girls did, you know, the the girls did great. Yeah, they it was um I would have tipped them, I guess. Uh for sure. But Jasmine just feels like she knows like she's going home anyway, and it doesn't feel like it's maximum effort. Okay. Well, she's, she did about 400 jump squats, which I think is some effort. I, I didn't say it was no effort. I don't feel like it was maximum. I've seen Jasmine like go hard and go in much more like on her patio in a gown, you know? Right. She rolls down steps. And she's, right, already, that's she's already packed. So... <laughs> I think she's con- she probably has a show that night. She called Jules and got on for executive suites. Jules, shout out to Jules Long Beach, friend Ooh. of the pod. Um, so this was the podcast this week. 
Yes. We're done now. Thank you for joining us on Race Chaser Classy. And we appreciate your ears. I'm Willem. They call her hard out, Hannah. <laughs> she has got somewhere to be. Um, My name's Alaska. Thanks for coming. <laughs> we, we'd love for you to write a review of our podcast on your podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe to us. We have two podcasts a week. Take a moment to leave us a rating on both. And you can follow the dolls at Willem at the only Alaska 5000. The Race Chaser account is at Race Chaser Pod. And the Mom Podcasts account is at Mom Podcasts. Sometimes we do stuff and we have bonus content available at patreon.com slash Willem. You can join us there and tip the doll, show us you love us, and search for Race Chaser content by searching using the hashtag, wait for it, Race Chaser. Hallelujah. And you can email us at racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. And tell us if you don't like Heather, too. If you know Heather that you hate, let us know. Race Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Forever Dog. Race Chaser with Alaskan Willem is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is Race Chaser by Alaska Thunderfuck. Oh.